Your Wausau Cyclones have secured a postseason berth. Catch the final two regular season home games this Friday and Saturday night at 7.10 p.m. Friday is family night with ticket packages up to 30% off. Saturday is fan appreciation with fan giveaways all game. Buy tickets at WausauCyclones.com. What's going on, Cyclones fans? Jake Senholz with you for episode 29 of the Inside Cyclones Hockey Podcast. I have a nasty, nasty head cold right now, uh, so I apologize if I sound a little nasally or a little different, but we're going to uh, push right on through here, and uh, we are in a celebratory mood. Celebratory mood as the Wausau Cyclones officially a member of the 2021-2022 NA3 playoffs. They're going to have a chance to play for the Frazier Cup most likely their first round opponent going to be the opponent that you're going to see. If you come on down to the Marathon County Ice Arena this weekend, it is the Rochester Grizzlies. If they can get one point against the Cyclones this weekend, or if Peoria drops a game, uh, they are going to lock up the first overall seed in the Central Division. So the uh, the Cyclones would have to then play the uh, Grizzlies in the first round. And you're going to hear a little bit more about possible dates and what that playoff scenario is going to look like when I talk to Zach Surway in just a minute here. But let's back up and tell you how the Cyclones got there. It was pretty simple going into a three-game weekend against the Milwaukee Power. All you have to do is win two out of three. Win two out of three and you are in the playoffs. Cyclones had a chance to get one of those two games, that uh, two victories that they needed in Owasa on Friday night. Unfortunately, they would lose by a score of three to nothing. So the situation becomes even more clear. You come back home, you have two chances uh, to win. You need both games. And that is exactly what happened. Cyclones with a five to four victory on Saturday and a three to two overtime victory on Sunday. It was Hayden Shoemake playing the hero and uh, putting the Cyclones officially in the playoffs in overtime on Sunday. We have him on the pod, I think, the first or maybe second two-time guest on the podcast ever as he was on last year as well. But uh, Hayden gave us 20 entire minutes and um, a really uh, well-spoken, good guy to have a conversation with. So make sure you check out that uh, interview with Hayden Shoemake at the end of the episode. Uh, But let's take a look at who was responsible for those five goals on Saturday. Luke Anderson Uh, which Zach and I will also talk about here in a few minutes. Made it rain, Teddy Bears, as he scored the first goal of the Teddy Bear Toss game, assisted by Hayden Shoemake and Pavel Bakhtin. Cyclones would rip off a three-goal run, uh, including goals at 2-14 and 8-12 of the second period, belonging to Zach Moppin and Luke Anderson again. But the Milwaukee Power wanted to keep it interesting. They battled back, scored three unanswered of their own in the second period. It was Erstad, Ebersol, and O'Neal. Zach Moppin, a little bit of cleanup work at the end of the period for his second goal uh, of the period, and we were tied heading into the third. Dominic Bordon scores the last goal of the game, as he has numerous times uh, across this season already. Dominic Bordon, the only goal of the third period for either team, and he wins it 5-4. to four. In net, Zach Dojan uh, getting three consecutive starts Uh, This weekend, I believe he made 28 saves on 32 shot attempts. Let me just double check and make sure that he was in the net when the Cyclones played in Milwaukee on Friday. I, of course, was not in attendance at that game down in Milwaukee, but it does 
look like Zach Dojan was in net for that game. He made 30 of 31 saves. And uh, that's another thing I wanted to point out, as does Hayden Shoemake. Uh, the 3-0 deficit not, in not uh, indicating how close that game was. It was just one to nothing before two empty net goals right at the end of the period. So Coach Bailey trying to get aggressive, trying to find a way to tie up uh, and possibly win that game. And Nate Stone and Van Gels would uh, each find the back of the net with no goaltender present and give us a three to nothing final score. But uh, as I said, Zach Dojan played very, very well all weekend. Let's move on to Sunday afternoon where we saw Dojan in net once again. He made 31 of 33 saves, so almost a 100-save weekend for Zach Dojan. And the goal scorers in this one, Gage Viersba getting the, the party started on the power play, assisted by Dominic Bourdon and Will Britton. The power would battle back and tie it and then take the lead before the end of the first period. And then, looky here, Hayden Shoemake, uh, our guest, and as I said, the hero of the regular season here not only scores the game winning goal on overtime but ties the game in the second period as well on a power play his seventh power play goal of the year so shoemaker gets the tying goal in the second period gets the winning goal in overtime just an incredible weekend for hayden shoemaker uh and and he continues the tear that he has been on all season that is pretty much all I've got uh, for you, except for the fact that, uh, as I mentioned, Rochester Grizzlies come to town and uh, take on the Wausau Cyclones this weekend. Also want to note, uh, Zach and I uh, did not talk about it, and uh, we meant to cover it, so I want to make sure everybody knows the former Cyclones uh, appreciation night happening this Friday. It's going to be right after the first period some of you may or may not know the Cyclones were a men's team um, a few decades ago, stopped being an organization at the beginning of the 2000s, early 2000s. Of course, we bring them back as a junior team now, but uh, lots of, of uh, great ex-Cyclones players are going to be honored after the first period. We'll be reading off their name, position, and how many years and what years it was that they were uh, part of the Cyclones. Right now, we have 32 ex-Cyclones who are planning on participating. So it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be something special to see honoring uh, those men who brought originally played for the Cyclones and uh, uh, the reason that we're bringing them back and honoring and honoring those guys with a new uh, NA3 team or a new NA3 organization this year named after them and, uh, of course, in Brad Phil's father's memory. So make sure you... Uh, Come on down to the Marathon County Ice Arena if you can, or otherwise stick around after the first period if you're watching on Hockey TV, and uh, we'll have that broadcasted for you. All right. That's going to do it for me. Follow the Cyclones across your favorite social media at Wausau Cyclones. I am at Centerholes on Sport. Appreciate you all for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Hey, hockey fans. Head into Fleet Farm where you'll find everything you need, from tires to tree stands, drills to dog food, toys to tools, they've got it all. You can save even more at Fleet Farm when you join the Fleet Farm Rewards loyalty program. You get exclusive offers and it's totally free to sign up. Get everything you need at a low, low price at Fleet Farm. Shop in store or online today. Fleet Farm, proudly serving the Midwest since 1955. All right, and welcome back inside Cyclones Hockey. Join, joining me now is the director of business operations for the Wausau Cyclones, Zach Surway. 
And Zach, last week I ended uh, our conversation saying, hopefully we'll talk to you next week with the Cyclones officially in the playoffs. And indeed, uh, that did come true. Game clinching or uh, playoff clinching goal and game clinching goal in overtime belonged to Hayden Shoemake, who we're going to have on this episode. And uh, I was not on there, not able to be uh, in the building, unfortunately, all weekend long. But uh, you have been telling me how how great the crowd was, uh, how electric the atmosphere was. So let's just start right there. couple of victories, one goal games, uh, both on Saturday and Sunday for the Cyclones against Milwaukee. Yeah, it was a really great atmosphere throughout the the whole weekend and pretty much every shift, every puck battle between both the teams, it was it was highly contested and it was obviously exciting to see the team come out on top and um, be rewarded for all that hard work that they put in across uh, the season and uh even the, the teddy bear toss, that goal, as, as uh, people know, listening, uh, they've been really struggling here lately to score goals. And that goal kind of broke the seal And on Friday night to get that teddy bear toss to unleash the teddies into the air and uh, continue throughout the, the weekend, obviously, offensively. Yeah, uh, even on Friday down in Milwaukee, Cyclone shutout again. Uh, they had only been shut out three times uh, coming into the month of February. And then, as you mentioned, some offensive struggles just took over seemingly out of nowhere. But on Saturday and Sunday, they score a combined eight goals. So back to the offense that we had come to know and love. And uh, I won't toot my horn too much, uh, <laughs> but I did predict a Luke Anderson goal. He hadn't scored in quite some time. I felt that it was coming. I felt that he was due. And uh, sure enough, Luke Anderson gets the Cyclones on the board first, makes it rain teddy bears. Yeah, that's, that's the first thing I thought about. Obviously, with you not being there, I was like, damn, Jake, he got it right. <laughs> so uh, kudos to you for getting that right. And um, it was, like I said, it was just a, a really fun atmosphere. People that were in the rink, there has been a buzz around the community about the, the team and now clinching the postseason we're all really looking forward to that here in a couple weeks as well yeah and that prediction uh that's why i like to bet on sports that's why i like to gamble because once in a while you get them right and it's uh it's always electric but wish i would have been there been able to call that but very cool for uh luke and the rest of the team i think you and i both not last year but the year before when we first started doing the teddy bear toss i think we got it right that year as well uh i'm not gonna lie and say i remember which player I, that we picked, but I think uh, I am two for three in the last uh, three years. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens next year. But that's always a very uh, successful event, very fun event. And we got that uh, still image of Bo and Arola coming over and um, putting that big pink octopus right in the camera and uh, with a big old smile as well. So uh, a lot of cool memories and uh, and stuff happening from the teddy bear toss game. And uh, of course, you can't have a teddy bear toss game without fans, right? You need somebody to bring uh, those teddy bears. You need somebody to uh, be there to chuck them over the glass. And our fans have really been great all season long. They have been. I mean, as the team has continued their winning ways in the second half, uh, as you know from your Eagles Eye view up in the play by play booth, it's the crowds have been bigger and bigger. Um, and it's been exciting to see. And it's exciting for our players to play in front of uh, here at this NA3 
HL level. They don't get a lot of that on some of the different road teams that we necessarily visit throughout the course of the season. So it's always great for them to play in front of a, a packed house and, and bring that energy every single night on the, on the home ice. And then also a special shout out to our fans. Uh, the total number was 274 teddy bears that we collected and we'll be donating those to the Salvation Army in Wausau to benefit kids in need um, through that organization. So special shout out to um, all the fans that brought a teddy bear for the teddy bear toss. Yeah, that's certainly a, uh, a large amount of stuffing that was flying through the air there. And we appreciate everybody that participated. And um, let's just stick with the fans for one more moment here. We just really want to encourage you. Uh, Cyclones are guaranteed at least one uh, playoff home game. Uh, it'll be the second game of the series. So even if you haven't been to a Cyclones game all season long, if you're located maybe a state or two away, this would be the one to uh, to come to. The Cyclones going to need all the energy in the building. Uh, it, it's going to be an electric game no matter what. But if we can do it, like you said, in front of a home crowd and really provide these players with um, a great atmosphere and a lot of eyeballs on them to reward them with with such a fantastic for such a fantastic season. I think that would be really cool and a really special. So um, I guess uh, we can jump right into a little bit of playoff talk as well. Um, do we know the matchup yet? And then, like I said, you're guaranteed at least one home game, but the Cyclones will be the lower seed. So potentially two different games on the road. So we have potential opponents and dates set yet. Yeah, so right now, Rochester did not clinch the division over the weekend. They took on Peoria. Peoria ended up getting an additional point. They lost in overtime on Saturday evening. So with that being said, Rochester obviously just needs a point to uh, to clinch that. So obviously, we're, we're playing them this weekend. So we have a, a big say in that. And then Peoria plays Oregon here this weekend. As it's obviously looking now, it's likely that the matchup will be versus Rochester in that first round series. And as you know, we have beaten them a couple times here this this season, so it's definitely not going to be a pushover. You know, the last contest wasn't as close as the guys would have liked, but uh, it should be interesting down the step uh, down the stretch here as we get a a couple of um, I guess warm up games, if you want to call it that. Um, heading into the potential postseason matchup with them. Well, that's something that really kind of piqued my interest. And I'm going to ask Hayden here in, in a couple minutes and uh, we'll ask coach Bailey when I speak with him tomorrow as well. But like you said, they've already beat them not once, but twice this season. And then you come, uh, you play them a, a week or so ago in Rochester, things don't really go your way. So my question was, you know, you're, you've played them what six times already this season, you know, you can beat them, you know, they can beat you. I'm curious to know, do these guys, are they looking forward to these tune-up games? Are they looking forward to playing them two more times, or would they rather get a couple weeks break and really just give it their all with, you know, the season and the playoffs on the line in a couple of weeks? I'm interested to hear their thoughts on that. Um, but re regardless, can't change the schedule, so they will be facing the Rochester Grizzlies a couple of times this year, or excuse me, uh, this regular season uh, before getting to the, uh, to the playoffs. I'm also going to ask Coach Bailey if he's got – you know how they kind of do it in the NFL sometimes when you have a, a late season opponent who you're going to face likely again in the playoffs, maybe you keep a couple of tricks up your sleeve. Maybe, uh, maybe you, you uh, keep a, a little trick play in your back pocket or something. So I am interested to see how those guys feel about these games coming up. Uh, but 
potential playoff dates. Do we have anything on that? Yeah. So right now we know for sure the series versus either Rochester or Peoria will take place. It'll be a uh, three game series. The first game will be on the road. That will either be on Thursday or Friday night. Um, and then likely our home game would be on Saturday, March 12th. And then a potential game three, if necessary, would be on Sunday on the road at either Rochester or Peoria. So that's what it will look like as we uh, lay down. We won't have anything official until early next week, obviously with Rochester still having some business at hand. But the other thing I want to uh, let everybody know listening as well is we're pretty excited, uh, obviously, with the playoffs. And uh, we're going to add to that excitement. We're going to have not one, but two different giveaway items for the playoff game for the first 250 fans. So you're going to want to stay tuned to uh, Wausau social media. Uh, Wausau Cyclone social media accounts to find out that information here rather soon. So it's going to be a, a lot of exciting atmosphere uh, upcoming here in a couple of weeks. Well, what a what a couple of weekends in a row for Cyclones fans. Um, not only are they going to have a chance at two giveaways on the playoff night, all you got to do is show up early, uh, but they've got Cyclones appreciate fan appreciation night coming up before that, as well as a merch sale. Um, that's happening this weekend. Which which one of those do you want to dive into first? We have the merch sale upcoming this weekend. It's going to be uh, 40% off for all merchandise items. So we're looking forward to fans getting some additional gear as we wrap up the season and gear up for the postseason as well. Um, get you all your Cyclones merchandise items. Um, Vicky will be more than happy to, to help you out there. Shout out Vicky. Um, and then also for Friday night's contest, it's a Triggs family night. So we'll have a special ticket package for that hot dog soda um, package there and your tickets at a discounted rate, 30% off. And then fan appreciation on Saturday, we'll have all kinds of giveaways going on all the way throughout the course of the game. You want to make sure you get a raffle ticket upon entrance for the game on Saturday. And in previous years, I know our sponsors have really treated us well and have given us loads and loads of giveaways. So uh, almost every fan, probably every fan in past years has walked out with something um, in their pocket on fan appreciation night. So a good chance if you show up, get your raffle ticket and uh, participate, you're going to walk home with uh, with something great. And uh, merch sale, man, 40 percent off. I don't care what you're what you're talking about, uh, what item it is. uh, 40 percent off is is a great deal. So. A lot of stuff for fans to take advantage of here as we start to wind down the season, unfortunately, uh, but fortunately as well as uh, things are, are ramping up here. And it's a very exciting time uh, looking forward to the playoffs, something that the Wausau NA3 organizations has not experienced in their uh, in their history yet in, what, I believe five years, right? This is the fifth year there's been an NA team in Wausau? This is year five. All right. So beautiful year five. And a chance for the Cyclones in the playoffs. So we really hope to see all of you um, come on down to the Marathon County Ice Arena, watch the Cyclones here in their last couple of home games, and then get ready uh, for a contest against either Peoria or Rochester uh, in the playoffs. And, of course, a bunch of uh, giveaways and uh, discounted merch along the way. So, Zach, 
Uh, I will not be in the building again this weekend. I hope it's another two wins, but I will be back. I'm not going to miss that playoff game. Uh, so I will be back on March the 12th, most likely. And uh, we will we'll see you then. Of course, we'll talk to you next week. And uh, thank you for your time. Go Clones. Go Clones. That is Director of Business Operations for the Wausau Cyclones, Zach Surway. With hockey season beginning to wind down, you may find yourself with some more time on your hands than usual. Lucky for you, ALVS has just the right opportunity for you to fill that time. It can also help you boost your GPA and possibly even earn you college credit. What you may not know, and hey, we didn't know this either, is that Apex Learning was the first provider of online AP classes. So who better to take an AP class online from? And it's not too late. There's plenty of time to sign up for their AP psychology course and be ready for the college board exam on May 3rd. Having an AP course on your transcript is always a good idea and when you are applying to colleges. First of all, you know how smart you're going to look? Second, AP courses are typically weighted more heavily and will increase your GPA a bit more than a regular class. So for instance, a B will actually calculate as an A, and who doesn't need a little help uh, here and there raising their GPA? Take it one step further and sit for the AP exam and score a three or higher, and most colleges will give you credit for that college class. ALVS AP Psych is already approved by the NCAA, so earning a B or higher will also help you raise your overall NCAA core GPA. And even if you graduated from high school already, NCAA will accept this as college credit as long as you haven't enrolled full-time in college yet. So many reasons to take AP Psych with ALVS. Sign up now and you'll have 12 weeks to complete the course and be prepared to sit for that AP exam on May 3rd. Take your academic training to the next level and enroll today. We have a new promo code just for this course. It's worth $50 off. That's a pretty darn good deal. $50 off. So just jot this down. I love Psych 22. That's I love Psych 22. And welcome back inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now, the head coach of the officially in the playoffs, Wausau Cyclones. And uh, coach, congratulations are in order, of course. Um, uh, a big time accomplishment, but it's got to be the so far the pinnacle of your young coaching career, is it not? Like, uh, how good does it feel to be in the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it was a it was a really long time coming, and you know, we definitely had a uh, tough road to get to this point. But you know, that just makes it that much better to to finally get that reward for it. Um, you know, and and absolutely just the highlight so far, but you know, it, it, it couldn't have been done without these guys, you know? And so I, I can't appreciate them enough and thank them enough for all their effort, but I mean, man, what a, what a sweet feeling to finally get that going and just get that reward for, for all the years of hard work here. What do you think it was that, uh, you know, maybe it was this off season, just something just clicked for you or, or, uh, this just group of guys being available, but what do you think it was that allowed you to be able to build this roster and in your own vision, go out, find these guys from all corners of the country, which I know when we talked a couple of years ago, you said the original goal, you know, have a bunch of Wisconsin guys and stuff, but eventually that, that philosophy changes a little bit and it's worked out very well for you. Um, so how, how have you uh, really been able to just piece this roster together and, and uh, find guys that were able to click so well and find so much success? 
Yeah. You know, a lot of it, you know, as far as kind of the, with the personalities, I mean, that's just, you know, you, you recruit, play, you recruit people first and then players second. Um, and that, you know, that really worked out extremely well in our favor, but you know, this, this off season, it was a lot of work. You know, I really pride myself on my work ethic. Um, sometimes I work too much and don't know when to stop, but you know, it was just constant phone calls, you know, all day, every day, just really trying to spread my vision and, um, you know, speak from the heart and be genuine and, and, you know, and, and people can tell when you're being genuine and when you're not. And, um, you know, I think that that was, that was really something that I tried to do to separate ourselves as a program. Um, but kind of even further from that, you know, our, I can't thank our ownership enough for, for everything that they've done to really make this, um, possible, you know, I mean, they've, they've really just got, they believed in me first and foremost, which was, you know, beyond my wildest imaginations and, um, really just kind of gave me a, a open reign and, and free reign to just work and, um, do what we need to do to be successful. And, you know, and that's, you know, just giving up, giving us the correct tools to attract the right players and, um, sharing the right vision as well. And, and, you know, and that's kind of, uh, um, really important and crucial for six is everybody needs to be sharing the same vision and have the same goals and I'll be working towards the same goals. And, um, you know, it, it worked out beyond my wildest imaginations, like I said, and just to, to have all that hard work pay off was fantastic. You know, I mean, just to see it at the beginning of the season was fantastic for, for myself to see it all come to fruition. And then, um, just to continue on throughout the season with the upward trajectory that we've been on. I just, I, I can't be more thankful for the way that everything's worked out. And, um, I love this group. I love this team and it's, it's been a great year so far. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the, the growth of some of these guys, from the beginning of the season, you know, how they play together and their own personal growth and stuff. It's, it's really been very fun to watch. And a lot of the credit uh, goes to your ability to um, really kind of form a connection and the personal relationship with these guys. And they all credit you whenever I ask them, you know, like, how'd you end up here in Wausau? And they're like, well, I talked to Colin and that's pretty much all it took. So you like, you, you draw them in uh, and they really like playing for you. So that's a, uh, um, Big ups to you right there, as as the kids would say these days. But anyways, um, Hayden Shoemaker is the uh, the guest on this week's episode, uh, and it, I thought it was really fitting for him. One of the guys that was brought over last season um, was brought in from the El Paso Rhinos, so he really had a lot on his plate. A couple of different teams last year only ended up with four points last season. This year, he's the second leading scorer on the team. Um, and, and he's been with you for a while now. So I, th I thought it was really fitting that he was the one that ended up with the overtime goal and the victory. Um, what, what did that, when, when, the, when the goal went in and, and, you know, everything started celebrating, what, what went through your mind or what were your feelings or what is, was anything said uh, specifically in the locker room that you can share or, or uh, just uh, give me a little bit about, especially Hayden scoring that goal. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I saw that go and I, you know, I think I jumped three feet up in the air and, um, a lot happened really fast, you know, and it was just, it was a, a wave of emotion came over myself. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I got really emotional. Cause I mean, it was just finally, you know, it was, you know, all this, all this work over and over and, you know, two tough seasons just over and over and just, you know, I mean, personally, I don't think a lot of people would continue to, to stay at it the way that I did. And, you know, it was just, to to see it all come to, to, in that moment, I mean, it was just, it was, there's no words to describe it. I mean, it was just an emotional feeling, all the guys, you know, to see 
them get rewarded for their hard work and the way that they battled last weekend, man, that was just something. And so it was just a culmination of just the emotions, you know, just to, so happy for these guys, you know, just the, a wave of, you know, just relief, like finally, you know, finally we got this, you know, finally, you know, it's, it's worked out in our favor. And, um, you know, it was just, there was too many, too many emotions at once to really put it down to one word, but it was a really special moment in the locker room there. Um, you know, and, and, just to see the guys constantly smiling, you know, still. And um, it was really special. Well, and um, much, much like any other coach would say, I'm sure you told the guys, you know, celebrate, uh, enjoy this, but we still got bigger and better things to move on to. You clinch a split playoff spot, but now next you're looking for a playoff victory, maybe even a series victory. And um, the, the interesting part is that the Grizzlies have a chance to play you this weekend and you both kind of get a warm-up game and a tune-up game. Not that you're not familiar with each other after six, six times facing off anyways. Um, if they secure a point this weekend, so either win or overtime victory uh, or overtime appearance, they will officially be your opponent. Um, so my, I'm curious here, are you looking forward to, to playing the Grizzlies a couple more times before you meet them in playoffs? Or if you had it, you know, in, uh, in a perfect world, since you know how how you match up with them, you have beat them a couple times. They've beat you. Would you rather just see them a few weeks in playoffs, or are you guys looking forward to uh, one more chance to to prove yourself in the regular season here? Yeah, I mean it's definitely nice that we get a nice little tune up weekend uh, against them, like you said before playoffs. And I'd I'd prefer that to be honest, instead of you know not seeing them since you know if it was a situation where I haven't seen them since October, November. You know, the rosters change quite a bit from there, and. Um, you know, it'll be nice to kind of get a feel and see where they're at and, and, you know, see where we're comparing what we need to work on going into that playoff weekend. Um, so I'm excited for this weekend here. Nice little tune up for both teams, like you said, and just continue to hammer away at the details, playing our game systematically, tighten up our systems, um, you know, and get a nice little preview and, and give them a, give them a good couple games this weekend. Well, I joked with Hayden. Uh, I was like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if coach Bailey's cooking up something like a you know how NFL head coaches, if they have a late season opponent, when they're probably going to see them again in playoffs in a few weeks, they keep a little trickery in their back pocket. They don't necessarily show all their cards, you know? So I was like, maybe, maybe Colin will cook up a, a little bit of mind games or something, uh, take advantage of them this weekend. Yeah. We'll see a, a magician never reveals his tricks, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I, uh, unfortunately will not be in the rank again this weekend, but I will hundred percent be back, uh, for the playoff game. So, uh, won't see you this weekend, but good luck and thank you. Uh, for your time as always. And seriously, congratulations. I mean, you and I've been, uh, you know, working in Wausau together for a few years now. So it's just as fun for me and special for me to watch you and, uh, and this team have success. So uh, congratulations. Thanks a lot, Jake. I appreciate it. Of course, that is the head coach of the Wausau Cyclones, Colin Bailey. Tommy's Express Car Wash has everything you need to keep your car clean. And with locations in both Weston and Wausau, it's never been more convenient. With their amazing conveyor belt loading system and license plate recognition technology, you can be in and out in three minutes or less. Plus, take care of the inside of your car with free vacuums and floor mat washers right there on site. Tommy's Express on Schofield Ave in Weston and Bridge Street in Wausau. All right, and welcome back inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now, uh, one of the very few two-time guests that we've had here on the podcast, joined as a member of the River Wolves and now as the second leading scorer of the Cyclones, it is Hayden Shoemake. Uh, 
He wears the number 21 from San Diego, California. Hayden, first of all, thank you for taking some time here today. Thank you. Yeah, glad to be here. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, and I kind of said to you before we started recording, and I'll let the uh, the listeners know, if you want to know a little bit more about Hayden's background, how he ended up with the River Wolves um, and, and playing here for Coach Bailey in Wausau, you should head on back right in the same RSS feed uh, to our old episodes he was on as well as Pavel Bakhtin was on that episode on March 12th, 2021. So uh, it was a, a combined interview with those two. Uh, it, was, it was a fun conversation from what I can remember. So definitely go back and check that out, find a little bit more about Hayden. But we're going to focus a little bit uh, more on uh, what's happened this year and all of his accomplish, accomplishments this year, starting with your overtime game winning and over, uh, excuse me, a playoff clinching goal against Milwaukee on Sunday. Shoemaker coming with him. Zinn steps up, shoots. Shoemaker, it's there. He scores. It's over. Cyclones win it in overtime. Shoemaker with the game winner for the Cyclones. Break that goal down for me a little bit because from my vantage point, I wasn't in the building, unfortunately, but I watched the, uh, the footage, and it looked like to me from what I could see that the back checker, Milwaukee didn't have a bad back check going on, but the back checker went to the middle of the crease to kind of try and play the pass instead of covering you on the back door. Um, and then CJ, of course, just puts an absolute dime on your stick. So first of all, how, how perfect was that pass? And secondly, did you, could you just feel it was going in? Did you know it was going in before it even got to your blade? Oh yeah. Well, actually, um, when I was, crashing that I was putting my stick out for the pass and uh when it came to me CJ really whipped it and it actually banked perfectly off my skate and went five hole in so that was amazing it was so totally unexpected but um since like there was no uh, like kicking motion and it just like banked perfectly off my skate five hole it was I was super surprised on that yeah counted as a good goal uh with yep. with the no kicking motion and I guess that makes sense to me because um, it was on the far end of the ice. So the camera angle wasn't all that great, but it looked like it was just effortless for you. You didn't really have to, to reach out. You didn't have to do too much of a shooting motion. Uh, so I guess that makes sense that it actually went off your skate, but uh, that's what you get for working hard and crashing to the, to the backside of the net. Uh, you get rewarded with a good goal. Um, and, and CJ, man, well, what a good pass as well. Uh, so, but you guys played Milwaukee three times this weekend you lose, you get shut out on Friday in Milwaukee. Did you know going into the weekend that um, all you had to do was win two out of three and you guys are in the playoffs or uh, well, yeah, we'll start there. Did you guys know the situation to get into the playoffs going into the three game weekend? Uh, yeah, totally. We, we had the mindset of um, just go in and obviously just work hard every game. And hopefully if we win two out of three, then, then we're golden. So, like I said, you you go to Milwaukee, uh, drop a 3-0 game. What was the vibe like on the bus ride back and in the locker room the next day? Did you guys have were – you, were you feeling confident? You guys uh, have uh, the thoughts like, hey, we can sweep here on home ice. We can do this uh, with ease. You had beaten Milwaukee uh, three times previous, but they ended up tying up the series 3-3. So, a chance uh, to clinch on home ice with back-to-back victories. Tell me about the vibe a little bit going into that Saturday game. Um, yeah, well, it started off, uh, we played, even though we lost 3-0, we still played really well in that first game, and it was just kind of an unfortunate goal to start it off, and then they ended up getting two empty netters after that. Um, but I just remember after that game, you could hear them cheering in the other locker room, and that kind of just 
put a little, put a good mindset in for us. Um, just going back or going back on the bus. Um, I think, yeah, I think we just knew what we had to do going into Saturday and uh, we were just prepared. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that too. Cause that is, you know, if you kind of uh, look at just the brief box score and skip over things, uh, three, nothing looks a lot bigger deficit than it really was just a one, nothing game without those uh, two empty netters. Zach Dojan played very well in that and uh one, nothing game, no matter who it's against uh, nothing. That's, that's not a loss that you should hang your heads about. So uh, you guys come back, you end up winning two close games, uh, one goal victories uh, in, in both those games. Now you have a chance to play Rochester again, who's likely going to be your playoff opponent. I'm very curious, and I'm going to ask Coach Bailey about this as well. You guys have already beaten Rochester twice this season. They handled you pretty well the last time you went to home or to their home ice. So I'm curious, like, are you guys looking forward to having two more, you could call them tune-up games against Rochester here this upcoming weekend? Or are you of the mindset of like, hey, we know how we match up with them. We've beaten each other a couple of times already this season. Would you rather just play them again in a few weeks in the playoffs? Or are you guys looking forward to two more cracks at them here this weekend? Um, I'd say I'd say a little bit of both because I'm obviously I'm really excited to play them in the playoffs they're the number one seeded team. I would love to get them out right away. Um, but then again, these this weekend is our last two home games, so I'd love to um, I'd love to win out here as well. Yeah, I uh, I'm just curious because I I mentioned um, to Zach that we just finished recording. Like maybe Coach Bailey's going to approach this as like a uh, you know how in, in NFL sometimes you got a late season opponent that you're likely going to play again in the playoffs. Maybe you keep a little something hidden. Maybe you keep a little trickery in your back pocket or something. Don't mm -hmm. show all your cards. So that's kind of where that question uh, came from. You've already played six times this season. It's You're very familiar uh, with each other. Exactly. So I was kind of just curious uh, as to what your feelings were getting to play them again uh, before before a chance at the playoffs. Um, but let's, let's back it up a little bit uh, and just talk about the season as a whole. You're amongst a, a small group of guys that came over from, from the River Wolves um, just what were your thoughts in the off season when you heard there was going to be uh, new owners coming in, a team, a team name change, color changes, everything like that, kind of a chance to press the reset button, if you will, uh, after, you know, no, really no other way to say it, uh, maybe a disappointing year uh, with the River Wolves last season. What were the, what were the feelings for you? And maybe if you talked to some of the other guys that, that were retained from that roster uh, when you found out that it was going to be a whole new organization. Um. Mainly I was just, I was just thinking I had, I had a lot of hope going into this season. Definitely. I thought I would talk to coach Colin a lot and um, based off of his scouting and what players he was saying he was bringing in uh, what players we would have returning. Um, yeah. I just, I had a lot of faith into us into this year. And, um, and once we kind of went through training camp and saw what we could be, I was really hopeful for this season and what a step up we've had as well. Um, this is amazing. I'm so proud of our team. We've worked so hard to get to this point and yeah, tr truly amazing to come this far. So far. yeah, what a step up might be, uh, uh, might be an understatement uh, for you personally and the team. I think you had four points last year. Now you're the, the second leading scorer with 31 on the season. Um, obviously coach Bailey saw something in you and the other guys that he retained, um, knew he could get more out of you and knew that you'd be perfect pieces in this new roster that he was building. 
what what's made this group so special? Did you guys just like you said, you went through training camp, you knew you guys had something, you were cooking up something good, but it seems to me like you guys just have so much chemistry. Um, your passes, I've always I've said to Coach Bailey many times this season, like your passing has been so precise. The power play, which we'll talk about in a minute here, has just been so good. Uh, you started off super strong on the penalty kill, uh, a strong group of goaltenders. Um, so outside of the things that we can see, you know, from the outside looking in, uh, what's made this group so special and let you guys click in the way you have? Um, well, coming in and looking at all the guys originally, you could see that um, it seemed like most of us were all kind of like shy-ish, kind of like content players. Um but once we got to hang out with each other a lot, we did a lot of team bonding in the beginning of the year. We all really opened up to each other. And I think that helped a lot. Well, I think that's the perfect transition into my next question. Um, because I literally wrote down, you seem like one of the more quiet or laid back guys on the team, which maybe is your California style and attitude. Um, but obviously you, you have a leadership role on this team. What, what kind of leadership role have you taken on? Has it been, are you more outspoken maybe in the locker room than uh, what we see, or is it kind of a more lead by example out on the ice kind of thing? Uh, I'd say a little bit of both. I've definitely tried to step it up a lot more this year, um, communicate a lot more, kind of uh, get the guys going and kind of like any way possible. Um, I'm usually the guy who kind of gets everyone moving around get us to warm ups, make sure we're all ready for the games and stuff like that. So yeah, I've been definitely been talking a lot more. Well, and that all comes with, you know, being comfortable and, and having success as well, yeah. uh, which you which you certainly have done. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your accomplishments personally. 31 points, as I mentioned on the season, you're second on the team, 14 goals, 17 assists. But the stat that jumps out to me the most, you have seven power play goals this season. That is more than double uh, of anyone else on the roster. Uh, you've also got four power play assists. Um, you guys, it's just probably since November, December, it's been amazing to watch you guys on the power play. Seemingly every night uh, you're cashing in and uh, your percentage, your effective per, uh, percentage of effectiveness on the power play has just skyrocketed over the last few months. What, what have you guys, is, do, you, do you practice a lot or do you just have a lot of team chemistry or what have you guys been able to do on that uh, power play unit that's been able to make you so successful as a unit, but then you personally, are you always just in the, the right time uh, to, to find the back of the net? Or are these guys constantly looking for you? Walk me through how the power play works a little bit. Uh, yeah, so for the power play, I sit in the high slot. And um, in that position, I have to always kind of move around and be open, try and be an option for them. So I think that's what helps a lot, and it creates confusion for the PK. Um, yeah, just being an option and, uh, yeah, like looking for passes, um, it really it opens things up a lot. So um, it makes it easier for us to move it around. And we've had the same power play uh, for pretty much the whole year, our first power play at least. And, yeah, just throughout time and trying new things and seeing what works and what doesn't, it's – it's going good. Yeah. Don't fix it if it's not broken. And you guys, yeah. uh, like I said, maybe took a month or two to kind of, even at the beginning of the season, you're moving the puck really well. You were getting opportunities. You just couldn't, you were having trouble getting the puck across the goal line, but something kind of switched maybe a little bit before uh, the Blaine showcase. And you guys just have been fantastic ever since. Have you always been a power play guy or um, was this kind of a role that you fell into in the NA three? Uh, I'd say this is, yeah, usually back in high school, um, it kind of be like everyone sort of like you still roll lines on power play, sort so to say. And uh, 
yeah, so NA3, I've definitely found my role in the power play, and I love playing high slot. I just love being an option, being able to get around. It's worked out very well for you. Uh, when you look across your stat line, pretty much the only thing that has eluded you this season is a shootout goal. The other like <laughs> seven top scorers on the team have a shootout goal. Uh, you 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 don't have one on the season, but there's still some time. And and hey, you've done plenty of other good stuff. Uh, uh, I think that one can be. Uh, you, you don't have to worry about that one too much. But hey, could still happen with a couple games left uh, in the season, or maybe. Uh, maybe you get to play the hero in the playoffs. Although in the playoffs, never mind. You're not gonna you're not gonna be a shootout situation in the playoffs. So you got four games to try and get a shootout goal. That can be uh, that can be maybe your uh, mission here by the end of the season. Um, you're not the only California kid anymore. Uh, a couple of West Coast guys come in and join the roster. Uh, were you happy to have another uh, a few more guys from your hometown? And tell me a little bit about the prior relationship or playing experience you may or may not have had with both Chase and Aiden. Yeah, I've actually, um, Aiden lives, uh, lives with me here now as a billet as well. And, um, it's been great. I, I pulled him, I basically kind of like brought him here. I brought him to our, I asked coach if I can get him a main camp invite. He said, yes, like just give him a look and see how you think. And he did good. So coach brought him aboard. He saw something in him and he's been, uh, he's been doing really good lately. I've, uh, and yeah, both him and Chase, I've grown up with in California, played hockey with them pretty much all my life. So it's it's just great to have them both here. Well, look at that. Maybe you can be uh, whenever you hang up the skates, eventually, maybe you can have a job in uh, in recruiting and scouting because uh, both those guys have fit in uh, very well, uh, especially Chase. You know, he comes in very late in the season, all things considered, because uh, there's been very little roster turnover and roster movement. But he comes in and right. I think his first or second game, he's on the power play unit. He's he's doing penalty kill. Uh, so Coach Bailey obviously has trust in him. Yeah, he's someone that I talked to Coach Colin about earlier in the year as well. Um, he used to play in the um, in the NOJHL, I believe, and uh, his season got shut down. So he decided to come here, and he's been a great addition to the team, I'd say. Well, I appreciate all your time. Um, like I said, you're one of the leaders, one of the, the leading scorers, and uh, one of my favorite players to watch on this team. A um, couple more questions before I let you go. Other things that jump out to me about you, you play a ton of minutes. You're always on the ice, yet you've only been in the box for eight minutes of the entire season. You've also got a plus three uh, in the plus minus, which is – very difficult when you play as many minutes as you do in the NA three and there's so many goals scored and things like that. It's difficult to have a, a positive plus minus at all, but those two things uh, as well uh, jumped off the page to me. You, your eight minutes, I guess that you could just attribute that to your non-aggressive nature. You're out there to, to score goals and be effective and not really uh, end up in the box. Right. Oh yeah. I play, I'd say I play a, a like a smart and uh not, oh, I don't want to, uh, maybe, maybe elusive a little bit. I kind of like look around, always scanning for plays. Um, and yeah, like I'm not usually the one to, yeah, I'm just not usually the one to be in the box that often, unless it's like some sort of an off call, but yeah. Yeah. I like that. Elusiveness is, is, is a good term. And there's plenty of other guys too, that, uh, will make up for that penalty minute defi uh, deficit on your team. Uh, there's plenty of guys that do like to sit in the box. So I uh, got to have a few guys like you where, where your goal is to stay out of it. And then, as I mentioned, the plus three, uh, plus minus. But we just ran through a bunch of stuff that you've accomplished this season. Obviously a great season by anyone's standards. 
uh, what personal accomplishment are you most proud of? Or I guess you could take it. Um, where have you grown? What area have you grown as a hockey player that you're most proud of? Uh, from we could even say the time that you got to Wausau last season to this season, um, or just the beginning of this season to the end of this season. Um, I'd say probably my role as a leader and um, my goal scoring ability. I'm usually a big vision player, like to pass it off a lot, but uh, I've decided to shoot the puck a little bit more. And uh, so far it's working out pretty decently. I would say so. So the last thing I always ask you guys and, and how I kind of end these interviews are in the future, whenever that is five years, 10 years from now, whenever you are done playing hockey competitively, um, what are your goals? Like what will have made you happy that you've been able to accomplish uh, once you're done playing? Hopefully I'd say hopefully make an NCAA D one roster. Um, and then from there, probably hopefully make it to the AHL and see where that takes me. Um, but uh, I'd say throughout my uh, junior hockey career, I've been really happy with it. Um, the people you meet through it is just amazing. Uh, just the connections you make and the memories that you'll hold on to for a long time is, is awesome. So I'll be able yeah. to be proud of that. And I think you're one of the shining examples of what this development league, because that's what it is, right? It's uh, meant to get you to the next level. And I think uh, we've seen major growth, major development out of you and, you're a picture perfect example of what the NA3 can do. Uh, I have all the confidence in the world. If you, uh, you know, so if your goals are the AHL, I bet we'll see you there someday. So, uh, Hayden Shoemake, thank you for your time and um, appreciate it. Good, good luck the rest of the season. We'll see you around the rink and uh, go score a, a shootout goal here in the next four games. Will do. Thank you. You bet. That is Hayden Shoemake, the forward for the Wassa Cyclones from San Diego, California. Don't miss a minute of Cyclones hockey this season. Catch all the action on HockeyTV.com.